The Wrestling Perspective Network is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code PERSPECTIVE. Just pay $5 shipping. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, good brothers, good sisters, welcome back to another great episode of The Revisionist Booking, heard right here on the Wrestling Perspective Network. What shenanigans can Michael Berry and RG get into? Make sure you tune in this week. And as always, let the Revisionist Revolution begin. Welcome back, everybody, to the Revisionist Booking. And first, before we go into anything, we have to say, or I have to say, a big happy birthday to the man himself. No, it's not Becky Lynch. It is the man, Ric Flair. Happy birthday, belated yesterday, as we're recording this on uh, Saturday night. Uh, Michael, you thought I wasn't going to remember that, did you? Oh, you know, I mean, with you, it's 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 touch and go. I mean, you Canadians, sometimes, you know, you remember A, and sometimes you don't remember A. Yeah, but you know, you get an A for effort, though. You're welcome. But, and a tr- little nice transition to that, the man that actually puts out that shirt is with us today, Josiah from What For Apparel, is on the show today. Josiah, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, take part in revisionist booking history. It's gonna be fun. Nice. Oh, definitely, definitely. Great to have you on. And uh, you know, he's already starting. He's already starting catchphrases for new shirts. I love them. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Always, always churning out catchphrases and coining terms. And I will say, I have to give you guys props. You so far both pronounced my first name correctly, which is uh, apparently a lot to ask for. So that's always a good. uh, so it's a good start. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, af- I'm afraid to ask what you've been called. But, well, you uh, know, you're welcome. I can say that. Yeah, there it is. There's the other catchphrase. Always <laughs> oh, a t-shirt near you. Yeah, it, 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 I've yeah. had a lot of variations. I, I love Matt Coon, but every time Matt has attempted to say my name, it's not relatively <laughs> close. But <laughs> it, it's okay. I appreciate the shout-outs and stuff, but I always chuckle like, man. I gotta spell that stuff phonetically for people, I guess. It's like my last name. I got a long, I got a ten-letter Polish last name, so everybody has to spell phonetically for them, and yep. they still get it wrong. So I just give up half the time. So yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So you know, we talked briefly before. Obviously, you're out of Colorado, but now you're up in uh, Wyoming now. Uh, yes, up at, yeah. that's where you're from, right? Yeah, born and raised, lived here 25 years of my life in the wonderful state of Wyoming before moving to uh, Colorado a couple, a couple of years ago. But yeah, 
uh, Wyoming native, transplanted Coloradian. That's the correct phrase. I'm not sure, but <laughs> yeah. So no, no. What got you down to Colorado? Just you know, you always want to go down there. Or? Well, I have always loved Colorado, but actually, I followed family. My sister and her brother, or sorry, my sister and her husband, my brother-in-law, moved down there a year before I did. I went and visited, fell in love, and was like, with the town? And I was like, yeah, let's <clears throat> let's do it. Moved down there, and then I literally fell in love, met my wife, and that kind of was like the icing on the cake. So I've uh, we've been there ever since. So yeah, I know I've known a few people that uh, you know have gone out from from the East Coast here out west to Colorado, and they're like, oh, we got to go out, we got to go out, and you know, three months later, it's like, oh, we're coming back. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, it, well. Back? Why'd you come back? She's like, oh, well, this is, you know, you know, the certain area they were living in or something was pretty expensive or whatever, and, you know, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, the housing market there is, is insane, for sure. It's expensive yeah. to live, but it's, it's a nice place to be. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, so what for apparel is, you know, not only our supplier for shirts, you have a number of other uh, podcast and some wrestlers you mentioned before associated that do, that do business with you. What uh, you know? What are some of those podcasts and people that you uh, you do uh, work with? Yeah. So, um, and I know I mentioned Matt earlier, but I, I um, have a lot of love for Matt and Vince. They were the first ones to kind of they're the first ones I reached out to, the first ones I pitched to before they started Truth of Consequences. And to Matt's credit, they were like, "Yeah, let's." Let's give it a go, which I was I was really shocked because I know you know PWTs is out there, and they do a phenomenal job. And by no means are we trying to you know compete or be the next you know pro wrestling tees. Um, but Matt and Vince uh, took a chance with us, and we we have them. So uh, truth of consequences, and uh, we have prime time with Sean Mooney is with us now. Um, Zach Gowan uh, does his merch with us. Gregory Iron does his merch with us. <clears throat> um, man, who else? You guys, the mm-hmm. Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, put me on the spot. Who who do we work with? We have with uh, the stores that we work with for like the you know the podcast and stuff like that. Combined with the businesses that we've worked with and the fundraisers and stuff like that, we have over I think thirty stores live right now. Um, for various people, um, Jay Z Flair, of course, I can't forget <clears throat> the Chicken Champ himself, Jay Z Flair, has, <laughs> has, his, has his merch with us, and uh, um, the Wrestling Perspective has a store there. Uh, Petey Williams and uh, Dennis De- Dennis Farrell, mm-hmm. and of course uh, the living legend himself, Adam Rotella, is as uh, a most just... recent acquisition yeah. actually that we, and he's the only one. You know, I'm meeting you guys uh, virtually through Skype now, which is awesome. Uh, Adam is the only one that I've met physically in person of all of these people that I've been working with and and doing their merch for. So he's he's a he's a good dude. He's a go getter. He's gonna light the light something on fire. His career, the business, I don't know, but he's he's gonna yeah. take off. So it's, it's awesome to be associated with all of you guys for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. We we're, were trying. I was talking. Yeah, I talked to him on a regular basis. A cop talked to him. Uh, last week and yeah. tried to get him to come on with us and he's like man i'd love to do it but he's just so he's so busy with you know he's doing he's his show and crazy man. one show like every, like one show every day for 90 days and i'm like holy god yeah. luckily enough being in vegas i, I talked to him like dude what the heck do you do for work because obviously you got to have you know 
you got to have the time to do it and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. He, he's, he's a bartender, or he works at... Yeah, he works at uh, Culinary Dropout in Las Vegas, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, you know, he's like, yeah, I love the job and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, if you got the time to, you know, do the shows and do that in the morning and then go to work at night, then have at it. But yeah. it's just like, it's un, it's unreal. I, you know, you know, I'd found him through, through Jay-Z Flair. Yep. And... Uh, it's just I saw him on YouTube, and usually whenever I you know have free time, I usually turn into his stuff. But yeah, yeah. But, uh, and then and that, you know that's what's cool. That's what's awesome. I think about this network of people because we're all connected through similar contacts. You know, Adam found us because we worked with Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Jay Z found us because we work with Matt, and so you end up making all of these connections and relationships that are beneficial for the. Uh, for the business end, but also you connect and make relationships over this thing that we all love called professional wrestling. And there's mm-hmm. lots of cool friendships that are created and, and networking for me is my favorite part of business, meeting new people and, and establishing those connections. So mm-hmm. it's, it's wild, man, how everyone is, is connected from someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So you, so you mentioned professional wrestling, and obviously this is a professional wrestling show, so that was a yes. great segue. So, uh, <laughs> you know, what got you into the watching uh, wrestling? You know, when did you start? What do, yeah. uh, what were kind of the things that got you into it? Yeah, man. So I remember this as clear as day, uh, which is weird because it's weird what you choose or what you're able to remember that's so vivid. You know, there's things in my childhood that I can't recall as vividly. Um, and that's just kind of life, I think. But my dad was flipping through the channels, and he landed on an episode of Monday Night Raw where Razor Ramon and Yokozuna were having a match. And I saw Razor Ramon, and I was like, that dude is awesome. Like, the, the vest and the chains, and I was just like, he's just cool, you know. <clears throat> so I ended up, you know, asking my dad what this was, and he told me. So I ended up seeking it out on my own, because he's not a huge fan. Um, but I would find, you know, go to the local video store and find videotapes and, and, you know, they had, it was King of the Ring 96, SummerSlam 96, WrestleMania Mm -hmm. 5, and the Survivor Series where they did the Foreign Fanatics versus Mm -hmm. the the All-American, that, that Survivor Series, they had a very limited, uh, selection of, of WWE, WWF at the time, tapes, and so I just consumed whatever I could find. I think it definitely captured my imagination, these larger-than-life guys and characters getting to say and do whatever they want and having really no consequence. It was it was awesome, right? So um, that's how I discovered it, and I just kind of, like I said, went and found all the content I could find. I was probably um, six or seven at the time that this happened. It was right at the, you know, a couple years later, the, the Attitude Era had sparked off, and I don't know how it was for everyone else in the in the country, but in Wyoming, the USA Network was on Channel 26, and TNT was on Channel 27, so I would literally flip channels back and forth during the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, but predominantly grew up a WWF kid, loved Razor Ramon, uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, and uh, The Undertaker were my three go-tos for when I, when I was a kid, for sure, so it's, it's kind of how it started, and ever since then, I you know, went to my first live event, and I was hooked, and... The rest is history, as they say. I've, I've been a fan for probably 25 years or so now. So it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a similar uh, similar uh, pattern that I did. I took to you know watching it early days with Hogan and Savage and all yep. back in the mid 
the early 90s and then you know back when it wasn't cool to be a wrestling fan you kind of you know see, okay i'm not you were a wrestling fan oh yeah 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 kind of put it to the side put it to the side put it to the side and uh you know <clears throat> excuse me and then uh you know attitude era you know hit up and yeah you know my parents found it that uh didn't find it the most uh, parental <laughs> approval uh, wrestling out there at that time, even though I still yeah. snuck it in. And, hey, they decided to put a TV in my bedroom, so that's their own yeah. fault. So, yeah, um, I, I can relate to that, too. My parents were the same <laughs> way. When the action era was really in the thick of things, they were like, hey, how about you don't watch it as much as you like? You know, you have been yeah. or you like to. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, but, you know, it, it was it was good and – I, I was the kid that, you know, my first live event was in Denver at the old McNichols Arena, and I'm with my dad, and I'm probably seven or eight at the time, and these grown men are having conversations about tag teams and, and all this kind of stuff and the history of betrayals, and I, I was the kid that would sit there and carry a conversation about, you know, when Shawn Michaels turned his back on Diesel, and you know, think about that, and when Psycho Sid did the same, you know, mm-hmm. the same Shawn Michaels, so I was that that kid that was the adults were like who is this dude and why does he know so much about what he's talking about he's a child <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i just loved it and so it that that stayed the same i don't watch it as frequently as yeah. i used to just because you know adulting and responsibilities and all that kind of stuff but i still love love it in general even though i don't watch it as as frequently as i used to as far as on a weekly basis yeah, it's definitely fun to go back now with the way network is, and yep. you can go back and watch old WCW stuff from, you know, I got back into it about 96, 97 when Hogan made that turn uh, into a heel with the NWO, and I'm like, yeah. holy heck, what, what, what happened with this? And, you know, yep. I turned it back on, I got in that, and, you know, same sort of thing with you, I flipped between Raw and Nitro, and uh, my grandmother actually had one of those big, big satellite dishes that you see a lot of time like tv <laughs> stations or something yeah. and uh you know wired us into it and you know i saw that and then i flipped back and forth and then i got a little bit older i got into high school and i'm like okay it's not cool to be a wrestling fan anymore so i stopped watching and yeah th- then uh you know got back into it about uh about 2000 and haven't looked back since and to the That's much awesome. to, to the much much chagrin of my uh my girlfriend in college, which is now my wife, she, <laughs> she, it was, it's her own fault. She actually got bought tickets for me for Survivor Series 04 in Cleveland okay. and, uh, uh, drove from Buffalo to Cleveland. Yeah. And, uh, she, she knew what she was getting herself into. So I, I just blame her for the, my wrestling, uh, addiction. Yeah. So and, yeah, had, the vows <laughs> say in sickness and in health. So this is, you know, I don't know this if that's health or sickness. Your, so. Yeah, this is your sickness <laughs> to her, so she'll, she has to stay with you. <laughs> yeah. well, well, and speaking of sickness, Michael, do you got anything? No, I'm good. You guys, this is... <laughs> you, you, look, you look a little, you look like you're falling asleep over there. I want to make sure you're still awake. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, what, uh, you, you mentioned you got, obviously, you got a lot of stuff going on today with, uh, yeah. with What For Apparel. You know, do you watch you know a lot of the you know the current product? Not not so much on a regular basis, do you, but do you kind of kind of keep up with it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I, I love <clears throat> I love the the business of professional wrestling as far as me from a fan standpoint. So I'll cherry pick some stuff through uh, Hulu and SmackDown or Hulu versions of Raw and SmackDown. If I read something that I'm like, oh, that sounds cool, 
you know, <clears throat> I'll make sure I, I go watch that or I'll read what happened and kind of keep up. I tried to go uh, to at least um, one of the big four pay-per-views uh, a year. I was just in Phoenix for the Rumble in NXT uh, in January, which was a great time. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely still keep up with it, even if I don't watch it as religiously or, you know, it's just hard to take. Mm-hmm. What you know, eight hours a week to watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, you know that that kind of stuff. So, but I definitely still keep up to date of, of what's going on for sure. Yeah, it's definitely hard between, like you said, with NXT and you know Raw, SmackDown. It's a very makes for a very a long lot of week. content. Yeah. Well, then you got the DVR there and stuff like I do with Raw and stuff because. I have to be up early at like four thirty in the morning out here for work, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna watch it and yeah. pull myself through that, and you know, miss sleep and all that stuff. So, yeah, for sure. Um, but I always fast forward through half of the stuff the next day. So, yep. But, uh, but yeah. So you know, today we're going over No Way Out uh, 2004. Uh, this is actually on February 15th of 2004. Uh, it's going to be the 15-year anniversary, which is boggles my mind because I actually remember this being live, watching this live, and makes me feel a little bit older than I should. But, uh, you know, this was right at that time when they started doing that, uh, that brand split where this one, No Way Out, was a SmackDown-only pay-per-view, and a lot of the other ones were Raw, and then obviously they'd come together for the big four Um that uh, you know that everybody knows uh, Summer Slams and uh, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania—they'd all all come together for that. Uh, so this comes from uh, Daly City, California, the always famous, world famous Cow Palace. Uh, which, ironic, looking at this now, it's kind of ironic that we have the AEW being so predominantly popular now, and. Didn't I'm um, didn't they ran the Cow Palace for uh did, did, did all no not all in didn't they run the Cow Palace not for all in no that was in Chicago oh that was Chicago okay yep. I thought uh, oh maybe it was just one of their shows or something but uh so you know we're just gonna go right through I'll go right through the card now we got only one heat match which featured uh, Billy Kidman Paul London and the Ultimo Dragon taking on Akayo, Sektara, and Tajiri. All those Japanese, I probably butchered the Jesus out of them. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's the reason why it's on heat. Nobody can pronounce their names. Uh, so we're going to the uh, main card. The first match on the uh, card was for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Uh, the champions, Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati. Uh, defeated the Basham brothers in Shaniqua in a uh, handicap match. Um, the one thing that I found fairly interesting out of this, in general, in this pay-per-view, was a lot of intergender wrestling with this. Obviously, we'll go to, I'll get to the next match, which uh, which was an intergender match in itself. But that uh, was one of the things I saw in this. And you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll throw this out to you guys, but. You know, who did it better at, um, you know, reinventing themselves, Rikishi or Scotty Duhati? Because they were around for a very long time. Uh, yeah, I think – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead, Michael. Sorry. 
No, I, I mean, I think, you know, I think the obvious answer here would be Rikishi. I mean, Scotty Tuhati, of course, was Scott Taylor, um, so that was one reinventing. But, um, I mean, you look at Rikishi, and, and he had been the Sultan. You know, he had been a member of the Headbangers, correct? So I, I think Rikishi would be the one I would choose um, who really, you know, was able to develop his character. Yeah, I would. I was gonna say the same thing from him being a part of the the head shrinkers and the, um, the Sultan, and he had a couple other incarnations of his character uh, for sure. So I think he was able to to take what they gave him and, and make the best of it and reinvent reinvent himself. Settling, of course, on what he was most famous for, which was the bleach blonde hair and the enormous backside stink face <laughs> version of, of Rikishi. Yep, so. the, the old Kishi. <laughs> yep. So, like I mentioned, the pre, you know, the next match was an intergender match, which pitted Jamie Noble taking on Nydia. Uh, Jamie Noble was actually blindfolded during this match, and uh, due to the history <laughs> with Nydia being blinded, and I just... <laughs> I, I loved I loved when they announced this match. They said the following contest is a boyfriend versus girlfriend blindfold match. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, the great history of boyfriend versus girlfriend blindfold matches. Well, yeah. And, it, it and just this is broadcasted. And this is yeah. broadcasted. You know, yeah, exactly. normally, normally you don't see those matches on TV, but you – yeah. Normally, you see it being with Jamie Nova being billed from uh, was it West Virginia or something? Maybe maybe they saw it more uh, frequently down there or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't get it. And you know, I don't. And the fan and the and, and the fans at this point really weren't really into it, anyways. So uh, you know, we'll just we'll move on from there. Uh, you know. Our next match was the world's greatest tag team, self-proclaimed world's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, defeating the APA, uh, Ron Simmons, and uh, JBL. Uh, you know, tremendously underrated tag team that was uh, world's greatest tag team. Uh, you know, obviously they got a couple runs there with the straps and you know, I, I was always a big fan of them because they were always associated with Angle, and I was a big Angle fan. So, uh, you know, Shelton Benjamin is still going at it uh, today. Obviously, not as frequently anymore on SmackDown, but or at wherever he is, I, I'm pretty sure he's still on SmackDown. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, I think this was probably outside of the, uh, you know, outside of the main event of this pay per view. That was probably this is probably one of my favorite matches. You know, seeing since Benjamin and Hosco at it. Um, so we'll go move on to the next match was Hardcore Holly defeating Rhino. Uh, yeah, so we'll move on from that. Not much to say about that. <laughs> Outside it was Hardcore Holly and, uh, and Rhino. So, yeah. um, after, you know, between this, we saw Goldberg, you know, come in as he was given a ticket by the, I believe Austin was the commissioner of Raw. And saying, don't do anything I wouldn't do, which is all uh, both you guys know, Austin pretty much just does anything he wants and, oh, yeah, we'll, and, he wants. and will, you know, apologize later for it. So, uh, you know, I, I obviously we know what ended up the end all be all between the two of them, but 
I kind of like the buildup that they did for Brock and uh, and Goldberg. You know, I was never a yeah. big Goldberg fan, anyways. But yeah. I, you know, I was a fan of uh, Brock earlier on. But you know, for the buildup that they had going forward, obviously, you know, this was that time period where you know those quote unquote dirt sheets were you know prevalent at this time. Uh, and you know the rumors are out that Brock was going to to the NFL and yep. uh, trial for the Vikings, and you know so that was out there. But you know people still you know people still bought tickets, people still wanted to see him, and, and you know he was still a draw. So and he still is today, I think, even though most people disagree with me on that. Um, but yeah, it was it it, wor- it worked for me at this time. Yeah, I agree, and I think I mean, we'll talk about you know Brock Moore in the main event. But as I was watching this match, and I you know I watched Royal Rumble four, and then this one, and then I, I realized that I forgot that Brock's mic skills aren't bad. The promos mm-hmm. he was cutting, it was believable. What he was saying, what he was doing, I enjoyed it. It's easy for people to forget that he was as good as he is and was then. Because, of course, his matches now are, are pretty much uh, cut and paste, carbon copy. It's the same kind of format, with depending on who he's wrestling, and same bumps and a bunch of suplexes. But seeing him in his you know first run, I was pleasantly surprised and reminded that he was he was really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, he must, you know, the fact that Heyman is his mouthpiece must be a conscious decision, that he just doesn't want to talk on the mic anymore, but... Because that's what I'm used to. Hearing him cut the promos himself was refreshing, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Mm-hmm. I still remember watching one of his first first uh, TV show or TV appearances was a handicap match against the Hardy Boys, and he just, you know, obviously we, yeah. you know, he just obliterated them. Like yep. holy, this guy, he's got something, and the you know, you see his whole backstory of uh, as far as being an amateur wrestler and all that stuff, and. You know they can. You know they tried comparing him to uh, Angle at that time, planting the seed for that. And it's just, it was it was absolutely you know it was phenomenal to see see everything start. Uh, you know the way it, you know the way it did, and then obviously we know what ended up you know pr- or yeah. transpiring after that. So yeah. we won't get too far into that. Uh, won't get the tra- the train off the tracks this early, anyways. Uh, so <laughs> between uh, bet- for this next match, uh, which was a cruiserweight championship match. Uh, we saw a vignette for The Undertaker, uh, which read, let me see here in my notes, which said, uh, in 28 days, the dead will rise. Yeah. So for those of you that weren't aren't familiar with this time period, The Undertaker was, quote unquote, uh, buried alive by... Uh, uh, we'll say Kane because Mr. McMahon, it was in the basically yeah. a buried alive match of Survivor Series in uh, 03 uh, for uh, between Mr. McMahon and The Undertaker. I, and then Kane, obviously, for those of you that know the history, came out, basically buried him alive himself, setting up a, you know, a, a, a match later later in the year in 2004 at WrestleMania 20 in New York City. So, uh, you know, you know, these vignettes, you know, the, I miss these vignettes today, you know, for the, especially in WWE, because, you know, 
at this time they actually were able to take the time to do it now you're just going 10,000 miles a minute and you know you can't you, you can't one you can't afford to do so all these vignettes anyways they do a few but not as many as they used to uh but it's just absolutely phenomenal to go back and watch it and actually you know know what's going to come out of it obviously with the Kane and Undertaker match at WrestleMania 20 so uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll get to the uh, Cruiserweight match, which pitted uh, Chavo Guerrero Jr. with his uh, father, uh, Chavo Classic, uh, defeating the Ch- Cruiserweight champion, Rey Mysterio, uh, in his, uh, I guess you could call it his man in the corner, uh, Jorge uh, Paza. Uh, so, you know, you can't go wrong with a Chavo and Rey match, just like you could never go wrong with an Eddie and Ch- Rey match. You know, they knew each other so well back from the WCW days. They brought everything over here to WWE, you know, and they're still playing. You know, we saw the, the pre-match, you know, promos that they had with Eddie. And Eddie's getting knocked out, and Chavo was right there. And, you know, Ray thought it was Chavo, and they went at it. And, you know, this – I know we we said this at, on our 04 – or at least I did on our 04 Royal Rumble show, Michael, but – I really thought I really wanted the Chavo and Eddie feud to go farther than it did for Moral Rumble into this, but obviously we know now that he had obviously bigger plans looking at this pay per view. Um, so obviously we know obviously Chavo won the Cruiserweight Championship, and then you see a promo backstage with Chavo saying that. Eddie, I am the only Guerrero that will ever hold gold. Eddie is a loser. I am the winner. And, you know, pointing to the locker room and they go off and, you know, start celebrating. So uh, next match was for the number one contendership for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 20, which pitted Kurt Angle, The Big Show, and John Cena. Uh, a very young John Cena, you know, coming out the, the basic thugonomics uh, music, uh, which made me pop a little bit. Not a lot, obviously, but, yeah. um, you know, you know, I was a fan. I, I admit I was a Cena fan at this point. But uh, we saw Kurt Angle defeat Cena and the Big Show, which uh, via submission when Kurt Angle made Cena tap out. Uh, obviously, we'll get into this, uh, you know, when we rebook it. But how'd you guys, you know, Michael first? How'd you like this match? Um, I mean, I thought it was a solid match for what it was. I mean, you had three bigger names here. Um, obviously, you did have a younger John Cena. Um, <clears throat> you had Kurt Angle, who arguably was maybe in his prime, or kind of maybe uh, a little bit towards the end of his prime. Uh, and you had the big show who I think, you know, the big show was, was what he was. Um, but I think that, you know, they all kind of, uh, added a dimension. You, it was believed either e- any one of these three individuals could have won this match to be the new number one contender. And, uh, it's something that you could definitely buy into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'd have to echo, uh, Michael's sentiments there. It was a good match. It accomplished what it needed to accomplish. It progressed the story the right way for where they were going with WrestleMania 20. I will agree with you, RJ, that I, watching this back, was, got a little nostalgic for the Thugonomics John Cena and, and you know, all of all of that, his gimmick that it was then. Um, but I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the match. Uh, you know, all three, like Michael said, could have won. Um, 
I did see it was interesting. It brought back memories. I saw you know back in oh three Vengeance oh three the main event was a triple threat with Angle, Big Show, and Lesnar that I was there for because it was in Denver. So it was it was cool to see two of the three you know from that main event go at it and add Cena in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, overall good match and and did what it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. Yeah. So you know the main event we won't you know we'll you know talk about it as much as we can. Obviously, this is the re- main reason why we're here. Uh, was Eddie Guerrero taking on the champion Brock Lesnar uh, for the WWE Championship? Uh, Eddie Guerrero went over on Brock Lesnar to win his first heavyweight championship uh, ever. Uh, you know, this is the first time they kind of strapped the rocket to him. And you know, decided that hey, it's Eddie's time to take uh, take the heavyweight title. Uh, and you know, this was uh, you know, I'll be you know, I got a little choked up watching it just because obviously we know the circumstances that ended up happening. Almost what was this? This was what this was February. You know, less than you know, less than less than a year or so away, give or take. Um, he wouldn't be with us anymore, which was, I, it was hard to, you know, you know, hard, hard to fathom, you know, at this yep. point, but, uh, you know, for this, I will say this much, this was Brock Lesnar's best match he's ever had. And yes, you can say, okay, well, the angle match at WrestleMania 19, but, you know, you know, they, you would have expected that out of angle and Lesnar. You weren't. You know, I, I think a lot of people weren't expecting a lot out of this. They thought that this was going to be another Lesnar squash. You move on to WrestleMania 20 with Goldberg and, you know, have the championship on the line with that. Uh, and it was anything but that. And, you know, looking back at it now, I've always wondered, you know, what, you know, what was Lesnar's, you know, thoughts going into it? Was Lesnar, was Eddie, you know, was, did Brock Lesnar choose Eddie to beat him? Sort of thing, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of similar to you know Undertaker choosing Lesnar to end the streak, kind of right. thing. Uh, what did uh, Michael? What did you think of uh, you know this lad, this main event here? Well, I mean, I thought it was uh, you know it was interesting. Definitely, it was a, a pretty good match. I could have did maybe. I mean, and I get why they did what they did with 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 Goldberg. Um, you know, I hate to say that it it, it cheapened a win for Eddie, but I I, I kind of got that vibe um i would have preferred to see eddie maybe win clean i mean brock was uh obviously on his way out uh headed to the nfl to try out for the vikings as you mentioned earlier so um but i get why they did what they did i mean they were they had the interaction going on with goldberg and brock lesnar um you know kind of leading up i I think we saw it at royal rumble as well so um i get why they did it but you know i probably would prefer to see just a straight-up match between Guerrero and Brock Lesnar um, and see Eddie overcome Brock. Mm-hmm. I, I love the match. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge Eddie fan. Um, I, I've loved his work, uh, his character, everything everything that he did I was a fan of, from the Latino heat with China to, you know, all the whole, the whole, uh, the whole spectrum. Um, I liked... One thing I noticed that I liked, and you know, Eddie would build some momentum and start to get some shine, and Brock would just cut it off, and so you found yourself having a little bit of hope, and then Brock would take it away, and, and having a little hope, and then Brock would do something that would you know stop the momentum, and so it made you want to see Eddie 
continue that momentum and really got you behind him. Um, again, I agree with, with Michael. I see why they did the Goldberg thing. It made sense to me. Um, but with, with Eddie's, you know, mantra of like cheat to win that kind of stuff that he was carrying, it was, it made sense as to why he would <laughs> capitalize and not feel bad about mm. taking that victory. Cause you know, so yeah, I, I loved it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you know, and you know, obviously we know that, you know, later on, you know, unfortunately he passed away about a year after this. So yeah, uh, I got choked then, up too at the end, you know, seeing him hug his mom and kiss his mom and his brother and. It was definitely emotional, and you know that might heighten what some people's opinion. It was a good match, but the fact that he's no longer with us definitely mm. gives you know enhances the love for an Eddie Guerrero match even more because he's not here and though mm-hmm. he tragically passed away. So, um, but yeah, I, again, yeah, good match. Yeah, but all, all in all, you know, I think a good a, a good pay per view. You know, and obviously not you know not not the best pay per view, but you know, like you know that. Law between you know you know that law between Royal Rumble WrestleMania was oh it has always been you know that big you know hurdle to overcome the hurdle to pass uh, obviously we're seeing we're in it now pretty mm-hmm. much with the current product where you know you, they're just trying to grasp at straws or announcing people coming back and you know people are getting hired and fired and released and you know <laughs> yeah. all that stuff so they're trying to you know, heighten the experience of WWE going into, uh, into WrestleMania. And, you know, and it's still, obviously it's still the same as it was at this time that it is today. Um, all in all, like I said, if, uh, you know, good, I'd say at least out of the seven matches, you were probably looking at a good, probably about three or four pretty, pretty darn good matches. Yeah. Um, but the only darn good match that you're going to need is with our friends at Blue Chew. Hey guys, here at Revisionist Booking, we love to rebook the finish on many of the matches that we visit throughout our podcast. Well, now you guys can rebook your finish in the bedroom. So, you want to increase your performance? Get that extra confidence in bed? Well, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, get this, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor visit. You don't have to sit there and wait in the pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're actually cheaper than going to a pharmacy. Right now, here at Revisionist Booking Podcast, we've actually got a very special deal for our listeners. All you have to do is go visit BlueChew.com, and you'll get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code PERSPECTIVE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHU.com. Promo code PERSPECTIVE to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Perspective Network. And as always, you're welcome. Well, big thanks to our sponsors at Blue Chew. And I know one guy out there, and he's on the East Coast right now. And I know you guys are looking at me and you 
you're shaking your heads. The one guy that needs that blue right now, well, may not be right now, but is Robert Kraft. And I'm sure he's got a uh, lifetime subscription to Bluetooth. And, uh, well, he may not need it anymore. So well, we'll, hey. give you, we'll give you an A for effort for that, RJ. And, and, and you can get those A for effort shirts over at wolfwardapparel.com forward slash revisioners book. Yes, you can. <laughs> Cheap plug, yes. Cheap plug, why not? Okay. But what you definitely it. want to do is you want to get that golden vo- voice shirt. Hashtag you're welcome. That's the one to get, right, Josiah? You, we should. You guys need to start a competition to see who can move the magical voice or the golden voice, and the loser has to. I don't know. That's up to you guys. The stakes are up to you, but I feel oh, like geez, it's a natural. It's don't a put natural ideas in his to, head. To don't do put a competition. ideas in his head. You know, he, you, you, obviously he hasn't gotten he hasn't gotten this far in life <laughs> with his good look, so he has to have brains. You're upsetting RJ because if we did make that bet, Josiah. You, I, and RJ know who would win that bet. <laughs> Josiah, right? Because we're moving shirts. Stop deflecting. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, how about it ain't like you got six rings start? there, pal. What's that? It ain't like you got six rings there, pal. Yeah, well... I think he's probably going to have to get rid of a couple of those to get the uh, get-out-of-jail-free card, I guess, but... You're welcome. So we're gonna, yeah. No, he's. He, I think that's what he says at the end too. Um, there's no good segue he's, to this, so we're just gonna yeah. move on. He's, um, he's, he's so buying, so. Our, what's that? He's buying, so. Yeah, literally, and he's paying. So we are going to go to our revisionist booking cards. Josiah, you are the guest, and I need to shut up so you can go first. <laughs> with our uh, with your first match of this uh, of No Way Out 2004. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so for my first match, I borrowed a page from the WCW Logic and opened it with the Cruiserweight title with uh, Rey Mysterio and Chavo Guerrero bookending this pay-per-view with Guerrero's. Um, however, I will say that I did change the finish a little bit. I, would, I have Mysterio going over retaining uh, the Cruiserweight title. Uh, there was a spot in the match where Ray hit the 619 and the seated senton and Chavo rolled through and grabbed that single leg Boston Crab and, and Ray was next to the ropes. So finish wise, if you were to lay it out, you know, Ray would be, Ray would be in the Boston Crab, he'd grab the rope, Chavo would grab him or, you know, take him back to the middle of the ring. Ray would counter with a small package, roll him up, one, two, three, get the win, and that would be the finish of the match. And then Chavo would have his moment you know, with the Cruiserweight title at Mania. So, you know, he gets that stage there, and Ray retains uh, on this night. So that is my match number one. All right, Michael, what do you got, man? So uh, I think Josiah uh, is, is very smart in the fact that he's starting with the Cruiserweight Championship. I'm going to do the same, but I'm going to have a four-way. So you're going to have Ray Mysterio, who's coming in as champion, uh, and you're going to have Scotty Tuhati, Tajiri, and Billy Kidman. You're going to have a four-way match. Uh, you know, these four competitors all, uh, I think, would do well to play off of one another, um, you know, and, and really just bring that excitement that you want out of your opening match. Um, I would have, uh, like Josiah, uh, Rey Mysterio retaining the Cruiserweight Championship, I think, He's the best champion going into uh, Mania. 
at that point. Very nice, very nice. I think, you know, great minds think alike, but mine is just a little bit different, obviously. Uh, my match, not my mind, because, well, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start close. off not with, yeah, close enough, why not? Like I said, A for effort. Uh, I'm going to start off not with the Cruiserweight Championship match. I'm going to start off with a number one contenders match for the Cruiserweight Championship. I'm going to have a fatal four-way. I'm going to have Billy Kidman taking on Jamie Noble, taking on Ultimo Dragon, taking on Paul London. Mm. We're going to see, you know, obviously we know Billy Kidman and Paul London become a tag team later on. Um, Ultimo Dragon is a legend beyond a legend, you know, description. And Jamie Noble is, you know, great mind for the business. However, I'm still going to have, I'm going to have Billy Kidman be the number one contender, win this match, go on to WrestleMania, get that WrestleMania moment that he so desperately needed, uh, even though he was married to flipping Tory Wilson. He shouldn't yeah. need a WrestleMania he moment. Yeah, he, he doesn't need anything else. Every day is a WrestleMania you know? moment. Right, Jeez. right. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever. I just, yeah. Now, I mean, now I'm all flustered. Yeah. I yeah, mean, exactly. let's weigh our options here. Tory Wilson, <laughs> WrestleMania moment. I think we're going to go Tory Wilson. How about Tory Wilson moment at WrestleMania? Um, so, A-. like I said, number one contenders match <laughs> for the Cruiserweight Championship. Billy Kidman up or beating Jamie Noble, Ultimo Dragon, and Paul London. Uh, we are into our second match of the evening. Josiah, what do you got for a second one? All right, well, before I start the second match, i got to say I can tell that you guys do this on a regular basis because you're the rebooking professionals, and I'm, I, I, didn't, I didn't add <laughs> any or take away anyone from, from the lineup. I redid some finishes, shuffled some, yeah. some orders, but, you know, it's my first crack at it. It's a good time. So, anyway, match number oh, yeah. two, uh, I had Scotty uh, Tuhati and uh, Rikishi versus World of Greatest Tag Team for the tag team titles um, with the World's Greatest Tag Team winning going over, taking the belts home. And uh, even though leading up to it, they had their separate issues with the other teams. We'll get to that. But for this match, number two, the world's greatest tag team, take the belts home. Very nice. Very nice. Michael, what do you got, my friend? All right. Well, from the all the excitement from the first match that I booked, you know what that means. It's time for the pee break match for the second yes. match. So okay, okay, okay. I'll bring it back. Oh wait, so so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go with a Shaniqua versus Nidia match. Oh God! Jamie Noble is gonna be your special guest referee, and you're gonna get the screw job finish. (laughs) Shaniqua will go over on Nidia with her two left feet. So now, now the real question, what I want to know, is Jamie Noble going to be blindfolded as a referee too? Well, all refs are blind. Oh, okay. It is. Didn't you watch the NFC Championship game? Oh, which reminds me, did you see your boy got released? Your The kicker? I said NFC Championship game. Oh, right, that's right, the Bears weren't in, I'm sorry. Yeah, and where were the Bills? <laughs> Ice fishing? Hey, listen. Listen, Deep ice listen, fishing. listen, listen. The Bears were expected to be there. The Bills weren't. So no, I, it's the, no Bears, the Bears really weren't expected to be there. They really weren't. Yeah. They really yeah, weren't. Well. They yeah, would have well. been Tell there. to the city of Chicago. Stupid kicker. <laughs> Laces out, well, Dan. I, 
Well, I'm Canadian, so all we got is Canadian football and hockey, so... And curling. <laughs> Parky, is so. a, Parky is a woman. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, now at what for apparel.com forward slash Parky is a woman. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's trademarked. I'm not sure, but it, 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 yeah, <clears throat> that's Michael, sure. Mike Mike Michael get a cease and desist order in the mail on Monday. Uh, so you're welcome. <laughs> oh, Christ, checks. Uh, so uh, my next match, my second match, is going to be yes, not a, a pee break match like Michael's. Mine huh. is actually going to be a good pee break match. Uh, so you're going to actually want to actually listen to it and, st- and then go to the bathroom. Why not? Exactly. Uh, so, so I'm going to have the big show. I thought you said it was going to be a good match. What? I you said it was going to be a good match. He said a good pee break match. I good don't even know pee what that break is. match. That's like a boyfriend-girlfriend okay, okay. blindfold. That's like an oxymoron. Okay, so you know a pee break match or a pee break match, you don't want anything to do with it. A good pee break match is you actually want to listen to it when you're going. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> I don't know what your. I'm getting off the. I'm getting off the rails. Yeah, I. I you know, this is this is <laughs> yeah. we're, we're we're borderline Yokozuna agile after death is is what we're. <laughs> Do you know that story? I I, I don't. I okay, feel like so, okay. I... So we're gonna get off on a tangent, obviously. So all right. Uh, so I, what what pay per view was it? Was it the Royal Rumble? I. Or was it WrestleMania? It was. It was. It had to be the Royal Rumble because that was. It was a casket match, right? No, no. It's when he won the Royal Rumble, I think. Okay. So that was ninety three, ninety three, ninety four, ninety three, ninety three. Because he went to uh, win the title. Anyways, so you know, Michael probably knows the story because I forgot. I wanted to forget. So basically, I made the you know I made the off pitted comment saying that oh well, Yokozuna is a lot lighter now. Not thinking he's going to take it that way, and oh, wow. I, I meant he's a light, a lot lighter, like he's agile. And you know, I just kept yeah. on, you know, you know, yeah. making it worse. And it's like a yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing to say, sure. And I, I, I you know, that was one of the shirts. That was one of the shirts I wanted to make. But nobody would get it other than me and Michael, so I said the heck with it, and you know, never became a shirt. So, yeah, I thought the transition out of the Robert Kraft Blue Chew joke was bad, but uh, <laughs> given worse. Yeah, some some would you're say welcome. RJ. You're some, some some would say RJ is a visionary. Yeah, well, a visionary for something, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, and boom goes the dynamite. Uh, <laughs> Big Show taking on Ooh. Hardcore Holly. <laughs> so you, when Big you pee, is, when hold on, whoa, 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 when you pee, you think of the Big Show taking on Hardcore Holly. Yes. Oh boy. Proceed. Well, wait, 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 it's either Hardcore Holly and Crash Holly. Oh God. Or Big Show and Hardcore Holly. So it it, it depends on you know circumstances anyways so i'm gonna have the big show go over hardcore holly by tko total knockout hardcore holly is gonna be laid out stretchered out of the arena at this time they're pushing the big show on a if i can be serious for a moment i got 
<laughs> hey, there, hey, there goes that idea. Um, yeah. So we got the Big Show being pushed beyond belief at this point. Why not get him over by knocking out Hardcore Holly, probably the toughest guy of all time? Is it kind? Of, is it kind of like when WCW decided to push the giant Paul White, now known as the Big Show, like mm-hmm. into Lake Michigan? No, that was when they pushed him over the edge of the that building when Hogan pushed him over the edge. That right, that time? And, and and he quote unquote fell into Lake Michigan, although Lake Michigan yeah. was oh new. yeah yeah because yeah. that was the pay per view where they did those uh, the monster cars, right? Monster trucks, yep. Yeah, or monster trucks. Excuse me. Yeah. So, so yeah, so yeah. I guess we can't get any good, better segue. I guess than uh, than our third match on this card. Okay, well, I, uh, <laughs> speaking of pee break matches <laughs> for my third match, yeah, we're just... I, I have a bad, I don't even know what a bad or a good pee break match is, I don't know why I'm subscribing to that vernacular, <laughs> it's a pee break match, and, uh, a I, shirt. I, I kept with, <laughs> pee break match, okay, so, uh, match number three, I kept Jamie Noble versus Nydia, kept the same gimmick, but, uh, instead of Jamie Noble choking out a woman, I flipped the, I flipped it to where, um, the she gets on the top rope. He, <laughs> <laughs> but Michael's turning like thirty different shades of red over there because he's totally yeah. <laughs> I I mean that I I have to say that that really. I could see this tying into the Robert Kraft situation real quick. You know what I'm saying? But only if he has Bluetooth. Sometimes. Bluetooth.com. Sometimes sometimes chickens do get choked. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Anyway, so. Okay, so the. the, the, See, I don't even want to. The end of the match. Finish, but I just did. Uh, The end of the match. Nidia's on the top rope. And uh, Noble lifts the blindfold, goes to see what's happening, throws Nitty off the top. She takes the blindfold off of him on the way down. The ref <coughs> notices that Noble doesn't have his blindfold on and DQs him uh, because he's breaking the rules. And so Nidia goes over. Noble's not injured or hurt by that as far as losing a match to Nidia. And we don't see him assault a woman for in a chokehold. Hmm. And so you, no one misses anything when they go pee for that match. So and and, and no uh, chickens get choked, right? Yeah, not not on this day. Nary a chicken was choked. Nice. Huh. Well, I'm glad we st- we got something else to laugh about now, other than my terrible transition to match to match. But uh, so my next match is going to be for the cruiserweight championship of the world. Your champion, Rey Mysterio, the challenger, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Did you just cut well, me? Why? Did I what? Did you just cut me? Yes, I did. Did I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, well, you per- you're welcome. Proceed. And I'm not, it's going to be short, sweet, to the point. I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to have Chavo. There's nothing Ray. sweet about what you're about to say, but okay. Well, obviously. 
I'm sweet like chocolate. Oh, so gosh. we're going to have Chavo go over Mysterio. Just, I, I want to see a Billy Kidman and Chavo Guerrero match at WrestleMania. You know, both guys that rightfully deserved a WrestleMania moment, never got it. Uh, so Chavo Guerrero, your new Cruiserweight champion. Okay, now it's your turn, Michael. You're welcome. So my my third match is going to be uh, we're going to see a, a tag team championship match, but prior to this event, the Basham brothers are going to have won the tag team championships, um, and they're going to be putting them on the line against the APA. And damn! Ron Simmons and JBL are going to go over. The APA is going to become your new tag team champions headed into WrestleMania. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So, Josiah, what do you got for your next match? All right. My next match is also the APA versus the Basham Brothers, but it is for the number one contendership for to the tag titles that we had just seen uh, the world's greatest tag team win during this match. You know, to have the commentary put over the fact that these teams have their separate issues. APA with, you know, the world's greatest greatest tag team, Kishi and Scotty with the Basham brothers. And right when the APA is poised to win, Shelton and Haas come out and uh, assault the Basham brothers, therefore disqualifying the APA, the story being they don't want to face the APA, so they try and disqualify them. So the uh, Basham brothers go over by disqualification. A brawl breaks out between the APA, the world's greatest tag team. The Bashams get involved. Kishi and Scotty get involved. Uh, The heels end up taking a powder going up the ramp. The baby face is left in the ring, and that's going to set up the fatal four-way tag match that they had at WrestleMania 20. Um, So that's how my match number four would go. I like it. All right. All right, right, Michael. Now we're going back in order. Michael, you can go now. Don't get all bent out of shape and all boo-hoo and nobody loves me. Are you finished? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, Okay, I'm going to move on. Okay, so... (laughs) Robert Kraft over here. Um, So we're going to have the next match and it's going to be... I wish. Jesus. It's going to be Brock Lesnar is going to wrestle his second-to-last match, um, but it is going to be against none other than John Cena. And basically, Brock Lesnar, wait for it, is going to give the rub, wait for it, to John Cena. So John Cena is going to go over, clean, middle of the ring. John Cena knocks off Brock Lesnar. There was a lot of, you know, there. Lots of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in you, Michael. This You're is welcome. my dis- this is my dis- this is my disappointed in voice. I'm very, very low monotone voice. I'm not yelling at you. Yeah. But anyways, my next match is gonna be for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Scotty Duhati Rikishi taking on the world's greatest tag team. Josiah, I'm going along the same lines as you. I really like I said it previous when we were revising it or revising the card big fan of these guys i want to see the tag team championships around their waist going into wrestlemania who knows what's gonna what, what team's gonna be around that time who knows but all i know is the world's greatest tag team charlie Haas, shelton benjamin are your new 
tag team champions. Nice. So our fifth match of the evening for yourself, Josiah. Okay, well, if you'll permit me here, I I also kind of rebooked the the Goldberg segment that took place uh, when he arrived in the building. So after, you know, my my match, my fourth match with the APA and the Bashams, we'd go to a segment backstage. We'd see Brock Lesnar in the locker room. Angle would walk up to him, saying something to the effect of, I wanted to wish you luck tonight. We, there's no love lost between us, but we both know that we belong in the main event of WrestleMania for the second year in a row. We'll just see if you can overcome your largest obstacle. <clears throat> Brock says, Eddie's not an obstacle. Angle isn't talking about Eddie. He's talking about Goldberg. Which gets Brock upset, you know, saying he's not afraid of Goldberg, whatever. So there we have that exchange. <clears throat> Goldberg comes out just like he did. Uh, Heyman comes out with a security team that stays at the bottom of the ramp. And Heyman does the same thing of like, if you get in this ring, if you touch a SmackDown talent, uh, I will have you promptly arrested. Lesnar comes out fuming from the angle thing, looking to make a point. Calls out Goldberg just like he did. And Goldberg gets in the ring. There's a confrontation. Lesnar goes to move towards Goldberg. Goldberg runs past him and spears all Heyman. Gets up and does, you know, that you were this close motion to Goldberg. That way it saves the physical altercation between the two for the main event. So they don't touch. There's that buildup. There's that anticipation. But there's still no physical uh, involvement or altercation between Lesnar and Goldberg at that moment. Um so then uh, Goldberg surrenders himself to the police. Lesnar helps Heyman out of the ring. Lesnar's at the top of the ramp. Um, and that's that you know is squashed and done. Um, so that would leave to lead to the fifth match. So I threw out the Holly and, and uh, Rhino match because it would seem pretty inconsequential anyway. But my fifth match would still be Angle versus Cena versus Big Show. Uh, with Angle, I didn't change that match either. With Angle going over, um, so I would I would have kept that the same and had Angle still win the number one contendership. Very good, very well done. Can't can't go wrong with that. All right, Michael, what do you got for your fifth? So for my fifth match, um, we're going to see the number one contendership up for grabs. It's going to be a one on one match. It's going to be the big slow and he is going to go up against Kurt Angle Uh, we are going to get some um, Brock Lesnar involvement in this match Um, he's going to be upset because he just lost to Cena he's going to try to help Big Show win but out will come Goldberg to negate his interference Kurt Angle will be victorious Kurt Angle beats the Big Show to be the number one contender and head to Wrestlemania to go for the WWF championship. Very good. Awesome. You're welcome. All right. Oh, Take God, your pills, RJ. Oh, man. My alarm didn't go off, though. Uh, uh, so, my fifth match is going to be for the number one contendership uh, for the WWE championship. I'm going to keep it a singles match. I didn't really care for the triple threat with the Big Show being involved. I'm going to have Kurt Angle taking on John Cena. Uh, I'm going to have, you know, we saw a lot of Goldberg in the main event. I'm not going to have him do anything with the, uh, you know, the whole main event. I want him nothing to do with Lesnar. I want him nothing to do with Guerrero. I'm going to have him come out during this match. 
and basically do the exact same thing he did to Lesnar, but do it to Cena to set up mm. a John Cena Goldberg match towards WrestleMania. Obviously, we know Cena went on to face, you know, the Big Show to win the U.S. title at WrestleMania 20. I'm gonna have, you know, I want to see, you know, it was always that kind of thing. I always wanted to see Goldberg and John Cena on a big stage. You know, I want to see it here. So we're gonna have Goldberg come out. You know, spear, you know, spear John Cena. Kurt Angle's, you know, he's he wants to be number one contender, go to WrestleMania for the title. He's gonna go over there. He's gonna slap, you know, slap on the ankle lock. Basically, you know, the ref's going to check on him. He's going to check on him. He knows he's, he's knocked out. He's going to call for the bell. TKO, Kurt Angle. Your new number one contender, Kurt Angle, I should say. Nice. Very nice. So, you know, you know, for, at this point, are we, you know, are we in agreement that we're keeping Eddie Guerrero winning or are we switching the collective, the three of us? Are we... Changing it up? Are we changing th- certain things, or are we all in agreement with Guerrero winning? I mean, we, we have go to, ahead, Michael. We have to get Sorry, to our mat to get to our matches. Not all of us are booking the same match. Oh, okay. This is the sixth match, right? <laughs> yes. Right. Should yeah. be the the main event of the evening. It is, yeah, it is right. the main event. Yes. But but Michael Michael booked Lesnar elsewhere on the card, so right. So oh, he's okay. facing I, someone I, else. Sorry. Wasn't paying attention. Sorry. <laughs> Listening is a skill. <laughs> See, when he talks, I really tend not. I kind of zone out when he talks, unless it's about something and that I really care about. And <laughs> anyway, well, I only zone out for forty-five again. minutes of the show when you're talking. Exactly. <laughs> you're you're welcome. So, so pretty much, I'll, all I'm going to say, I'll, I'll go for real quick. I'm not going to change anything with the main event. You know, you guys changed some things, so I want to, you know, keep it main main focus on you guys. Uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero is going to go on to WrestleMania, face Kurt Angle to, you know, for the title of WrestleMania. He's going to win here. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, I, I would agree. I didn't, uh, I didn't really touch this match. The only thing I might or might not have changed was the Goldberg interference, as we talked about earlier. Uh, I could go 50-50 with that. But overall, uh, Eddie Guerrero and Lesnar uh, is the match, and Eddie Guerrero goes over. So I didn't change that either. All right. So obviously I did change the match. Uh, And I changed the match to be Eddie Guerrero defending his title against his brother, Chavo, or I'm sorry, his nephew, geez, uh, his nephew, Chavo Guerrero, right? So I, I basically wanted to to revisit this match. Chavo Classic would be involved, um, but now Eddie's the champion, so the stakes are higher, right? Um, and we're gonna see a lot of close finishes. We're gonna see, you know, potentially Chavo uh, Classic almost be able to help, uh, you know, his son become the new uh, WWF champion. But at the end of the day, Eddie Guerrero is gonna be able to overcome. And he is going to retain, but this is going to be one of those classic matches, pun intended. Um, and you're going to see Eddie Guerrero reign supreme. And I just feel like this would have meant so much more. Uh, it would have been emotionally so much more had it been Guerrero versus Guerrero. Uh-huh. I like it. No, it, it makes sense, you know. And obviously, we talked about that previously when we did the Royal Rumble. Uh, that we wish we would have seen more with this. And, uh, you know, it definitely, it's a good way, obviously, 
Josiah and I both did the whole bookends with Guerreros. Obviously, with you, we just we just had the main event with the Guerreros. Uh, you know, I don't really. Did he, Chavo? Did he ever get a heavyweight? He never got a heavyweight title match. Uh, he right? had he ECW did. Championship. He, yeah. Oh, ECW, yeah. ECW. Yeah. Okay, lost yeah. to Kane at. I think it was 24 or something like that. WrestleMania 24. Like 11 seconds, I think, yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. God. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I'm sure, I think we're going over that soon, Michael. So we got to, you know, save our energy for that. Oh, yeah. You know, that whole Can't 11 wait. seconds, you know. <laughs> hey, you know what? You gotta, I'm, come on, I'm lobbing them to you, Michael. You, you come got, on, you, man. You, you got to get Blue Chew. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 11 seconds in heaven is better than 10 seconds in heaven. That's all yeah. I'll say. True. <laughs> That's True. what Michael's wife said, too. Um, oh, you better watch it, bud. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're in Indiana. I'm in New York. What are you going to do, brother? Right. Delete, delete, delete. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I'm just a, yeah, I'm just a drizzling you know what's tonight uh so <laughs> just tonight or just in general yes okay <laughs> you know this is what the people want though you know what i mean they want more well obviously we can't be completely off the wall obviously but you know that's why that's why, like i said josiah this is we gotta get all our stuff out before the before the show starts because yep. you know you're welcome yep. okay god i'm gonna start counting you know for fun, recreationally, or? <laughs> well, I like to count it. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, he does need to learn how to count. It's right. a hobby. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, yeah, it's a hobby it's, at this point. It's a well, hobby. I, I count. You know, I, I got to count Canadian, so it's like half half of a number. <laughs> oh, so God. I, I go up by halves. Uh, come on. It's all them poutine fries that he Hey, shut up, they're delicious. So anyway, so we got, you know, that was 2004, No Way Out. Obviously, it was a very historical, you know, historical pay-per-view. Hopefully, we did some sort of justice. Obviously, I didn't because, well, you know. Because you tried uh, to put a good P-break match in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still say that's it's it's a, it's a shirt. I swear, you think everything's a shirt at this point, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, appreciate you coming on, Josiah. You know, just you know, take the last uh, you know few moments. You know, plug anything you got coming up as far as you know shows you got your work potentially working with. If you can announce it or yeah, uh, social media stuff and for sure. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. This was fun. Yeah. This is the first guest spot of a podcast I've been asked to do, and I. Uh, yeah, I had a blast, and and um, yeah, for those listening, I would highly encourage you to go to com slash revisionist book uh, and, and snag a shirt and support the show. The thing is, and I'll, I'll say this as quick as I can, podcasting for a lot of people is a hobby, and uh, it's it's a kind of a form of an entrepreneurial seed and kind of wanting to do your own thing and get your, your brand out there, and so buying a shirt isn't just, you know, supporting a show it's supporting the the dream of rj and michael to create good content and the entrepreneurial seed so it's always awesome to support that and that's why we started well for apparel uh to partner with people like yourselves and uh, the other influencers that we work with so um revisionist booking uh has a store there what for apparel.com 
uh, slash revisionist book. Um, slash stores. You can see everyone that we have, all the local businesses we work with, the fundraisers we have, the influencers, everyone that we have a store for is there. Um, so you can check that out. I am on Twitter uh, at the What For Guy, and What For Apparel's Twitter is at What For Apparel. So you can hit us up, uh, give us a follow. And DM us if you have a question, if you want to do shirts, if for anything like that, just uh, send us a message, and we'll be glad to, to help you guys out. And definitely, you know, anybody that's listening to this, even thinking about doing a podcast, I know uh, Mags, uh, Mags out there, Darren and Mike are starting their podcast. You know, definitely, you know, I, I reached out to them to get over with you, Josiah, if they're when they're ready yeah. and willing to, you know get their design out on shirts and stuff and anybody else that's even, you know, thinking about doing a podcast or just started a podcast, you know, hook up with Josiah. What for apparel does an absolute phenomenal job. Uh, as far as designing, it's very, you know, we, we've gotten guys that will get shirts and they're there within a couple of days, very speedy. You're not waiting. Some of these companies you are waiting weeks and, you know, very speedy and they're even coming from the west coast and you know eat from west coast to east coast and it's in a couple yeah. days you can't you can't beat that and uh you know and they're good quality shirts you got hoodies over there as well so uh definitely give them give them your business if you're uh if you're in the uh podcasting end of it if you're you know workers and promotions uh, as far as wrestlers or if you anything anything that you need shirts for Go see Josiah. That's you know, you know, definitely give him your business, and you'll definitely be uh, happy with everything that you got. Absolutely, awesome. Josiah does just a terrific job, um, and you know, kudos to him. Uh, he you know is just knocking it out of the park. Uh, what for apparel is where it's at, and I look forward to seeing um, him continue uh, and his company continue their me- meteoric rise. Um, they do a great job over there. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for the kind words. And uh, it's it's great to work with people like yourselves. And you guys make us great. And uh, we're glad to be able to to partner with you guys and help you spread the the good word of revisionist booking history. So definitely. It, well, thanks again. And uh, you know, we'll definitely uh, you know we'll be in touch, and hopefully, we can have you on again. Yeah, let's do it anytime. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yep. All right, so it's time for you to take your medicine this week, Michael. You gave me my medicine. It's time for yours. But first, before we do that, a big thanks to Josiah from What For Apparel for coming on. It was great to finally sit down and chat with him. You know, he does, like I said before, and you reiterated it too, is he does a lot of, a lot of good work, especially for us here at Business Booking with all our merchandise. Uh, you know, obviously he has a laundry list of... Uh, Laundry list of uh, podcasts and other things that he does for uh, shirts for and merch for. So big thanks for him coming on. Go give him a follow. Go give him uh, your business as well if you're looking for uh, <clears throat> you're looking for bit merchandise for your show or whatnot. So, but without further ado, are you ready for your ringside rant? Yep. All right. So we I mentioned this when we were revising the card. But I want you to, your medicine is the Undertaker vignettes are tremendously overrated. Okay. Okay. So you 
Just the one from here? Have. Just the Let's one see. from 2004? In general. Or in general, okay. In, in general. In general. I'll, every single one. Okay. So you have 30 seconds. Let me know when you're ready and I'll start it. Ready. Okay. Ready, set, and go. So, you know, we have these Undertaker vignettes. Well, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. And I mean, come on, really? He's a dead man. We get it. It's beaten to death. We get that he is a dead man. We don't need to be reminded of it. We don't need to see him in the cemetery. We don't need to see him go, rest in peace. It's just, come on now. It, it's vastly overrated. Can we get over the Undertaker Vigenets, please? Very good. Perfect timing. It's like you know. You're right, welcome. Well done, I am right. absolutely perfect. Obviously. All right. So now it's time. I, I now, figured that was given. Now it's, it's time for your medicine. Oh. All right. Just give it to me straight, Doc. What do I got? Oh, well, I gotta fire up the time clock here. Oh. So Wait, we'll, we'll do that. We're like gonna do, do stopwatch gimmick. All right, you ready? So sure. your medicine this week is why should why is Shaniqua worthy of the WWE Hall of Fame? Good luck, pal. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. All right, three, two. One, go. You see, Shaniqua, at this time, she was the Glamazon before the Glamazon was the Glamazon. She was one of the best women's wrestlers at this time. She had to put up with the Basham Brothers, for God's sake. If that doesn't say Hall of Fame in itself, I don't know what does. She beats up Nydia. She beats up Rikishi. She beats up Scotty Taylor. Five, what other than that? Does that say Hall of Fame? One. Shaniqua, Done. Hall of Fame class. That was All rough. Right. There you go. That was rough. They're not all first-round draft picks. Hey, they're not all tens, my friend. So. They all do have two left feet. Yeah, sure they do. Oh, boy. So that was fun this week, Michael. You know, yep. great to, you know, finally get back. You know, it's been a, I know, it's been a rough week for everybody, you know, you know, work and family, and it's like, oh. But, you know, when once Saturday or Friday, whenever we decide to, you know, sit down and do the show, it's definitely something I, uh, definitely something I look forward to during the week. You know, once Friday comes, I know I can look forward to this and, you know, sit down and, you know, look at your wonderful bubbly face every uh every week mm-hmm. i'm trying to put you over man just take it anyway so you're welcome you know well exactly. i mean it, it's been an interesting week in wrestling too i mean you got roman yeah. reigns coming back uh by the time uh you guys are listening to this he will have came back on monday it'll be interesting to see what has been said um also uh, a, a flurry of wwe releases uh going on mm-hmm. so it is a, a very interesting uh time in the business uh, that on top of the fact that uh, the one and the only Bruce Pritchard, kudos, congrats mm-hmm. to him, but he is mm-hmm. going to make his glorious return to WWE. And, you know, mm-hmm. change can be good. So we'll see what, what happens. I don't know what you think about everything, RJ. Yeah, you know, I've, I've saw a lot of people on Twitter say, oh, well, they're changing 
or they're bringing back Bruce Pritchard at all. They're changing everything for the new, but they're still bringing back people from the old. I'm like, well, what do you want? You know, you want, you know, you want stuff from the past to come back, but you want it to be different. It, you know, you're kind of contradicting yourself when you do that, but we'll save that. We'll save that argument for another time, but you know, just happy for Bruce. Congratulations. And, you know, well-deserved obviously. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see where uh, something to wrestle with. Well, hopefully, we'll keep running as far as the podcast goes. I know they're in talks for another season coming out this year, uh, coming up within the next few months. Uh, whether it's recorded or already, or they're going to start recording, I don't know. But, uh, but anyways, for next week on revisionist booking. We have Mr. Charisma Personified, Chris Caden from UPW, Upstate Pro Wrestling, as he sits down with us and we get together our uh, ultimate WrestleMania card. We're going to kick off the WrestleMania season, the month of WrestleMania. Each and every show starting next week is going to be associated with WrestleMania. Uh, we're going to have other people come on, but we're going to let that, you know, marinate for now. And then when it comes a little bit closer, we'll let everybody know who's coming up. Uh, so next week, we're going to have, like I said, Chris Caden from UPW coming on. Uh, and uh, we're all three going to have our ultimate WrestleMania cards. Uh, you know, you can check us out on Twitter at Revisionist Book. You can check me out at uh, R- Krasinski RJ. Holy crap i forgot my name and michael Barry, you can get him at michael Barry senior um i'm probably forgetting something michael oh uh you, uh shirts there we go uh we can, yeah we can go to there's a whole synopsis of this whole show i don't know how i forgot yeah, uh, so basically, if you want to get one of our shirts, I'm going to tag in uh, for RJ here. Uh, it's what for what for apparel dot com forward slash revisionist book, um, and you definitely want to go and check out um, our our shirts over there. Again, uh, thank you to Josiah for coming on the show today. Uh, at what for apparel is their Twitter handle? Um, our Twitter handle, as you I believe you already said, at revisionist book. Um, and once again, you guys, you you're welcome. I'm here. I've glorified this broadcast uh, and saved RJ from some quite embarrassing moments, as I always do. Um, very much looking forward to meeting, uh, well, meeting once again, Bruce Pritchard, seeing him once again. Uh, there's a show coming up in Crown Point in a couple weeks, so that ought to be interesting. Um, other than that, you know, I, I think we know where to go from here. RJ, what are we going to do? Let the revisionist revolution begin. You're welcome.